I have my good friend here, Colin Lyons. Uh, he's CEO of Lyons Landscaping, entrepreneur, and a community giver. I have known him for a number of years, close to 10 years, and we run into each other, but we always busy guys, and we say hi, and how is things going? That's where it ended, but we took this opportunity to connect with him and find out what's happening uh, during this crisis time and how his business is evolving and where he's seeing the future for the landscaping industry. So let's bring on Colin Lines. Colin, welcome. Krishna, thank you for having me. First of all, it's great to see you again because we don't get to hook up um, barely at all or enough or any of those lovely excuse words uh, between the two of us. Uh, we both know we're extremely busy, but when we do get to spend some time together, it's really, really enjoyable. So thanks for having me. What's what's happening in the business and how did COVID change your business? Uh, it's actually really exciting. It, it's made us realize what's important. Um, so we really drilled down on what made Lions Lions. And, you know, we've, we've, typically, we've got about 110 people work here uh, that work all over the province. And we're, we went back to grassroots and, and figured out that it's people that's important. So we really focused on our people and what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do. And we really got back to grassroots with the, our most important thing that makes up our why is, is people. And, and we really focused on the needs, the wants, how can we make this work? And our team came up with solutions. Our people came up with systems and procedures. And we really went back to our experience uh, at work as a enjoyable feature because now it's so difficult to try to have that in a lot of different atmospheres because everything is so new and different that we thought let's focus on our experience so we can make the customer experience better. Yeah. So it's really driving, it's, it's, let's just say we lost 40 pounds. We've gotten lean and uh, we're focused on culture and our people. Yeah, you know, that's a very good answer. Like, how is COVID helping your business or what happened? Oh, yeah, exciting. That's your response. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, you know, I have always seen uh, Lions Landscaping as um, uh, team-oriented. There is a culture there. And you have grown over the last 20, 25 years, right? Yeah, the last, uh, we started the company about 18 years ago. And then the last five years, we've, we've done like 40% to doubling each year. So um, it's, it's been some, some really good growth to manage just last, last while. And now we're in three provinces um, and, and, and we'll grow from there. So having COVID come has been really good for me. Uh, it's been really good for our team too. We really embraced it. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, Lions. I know you had expanded to three provinces. Is the business stayed the same all along? Like you started as a garden center. I know now you do a lot more work. So our brand has just went through a change again. Um, I would say we're just launching that brand right now. We've gone from, from Lions Landscaping to uh, our brand of just lions and then it was everything landscaping and then we had home hardware take that the, the two years later uh so that was fine <laughs> so let's pivot and adjust and and go okay you know what we are lions everything outside which combines with our culture of pride in everything we do and a, and a pack of lions is a pride 
Uh, and then we went to Lions, everything outside, which is Leo, which is the founding thing that we do, uh, which is a little lion, right? Like it's, it's so everything kind of is really melded together and pushed us into this thing that really uh, emanates our culture. Uh, and and uh, so our brand has just changed to, to everything outside now. We've dropped landscaping because that's not specifically what we do anymore. Uh, we're a service management company. And now we look after properties 12 months a year. Uh, we have a winter road maintenance division. We have a fencing division. We have a mechanic shop. We have a welding. Uh, we have a, a civil, like a small excavation division. Uh, we have designers and, 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 and a design team that will design your exterior of your property. And then we have the installation side, which installs it. And if you go the extra step with us uh, through our vertical integration, you can actually come here and see all the products that you would have in your landscape. Uh, and if you don't like the ones that we would pick for you, you can come here and pick those yourself. So we've really coupled the experience of uh, installing a landscape or something outside of your house to what can I see? Can I touch it? Can I feel it? What is it like? Does it smell? Is it flowers? Is it, you know, what kind of noise does it make? So we've really tried to capitalize on the experience to make that better. That's amazing. So when you start Alliance, I have two questions, actually. Um, <laughs> Alliance. Alliance is your last name, right? Like, is that something different? <laughs> you just No, that's my last name. <laughs> <laughs> you always know you're part of, like, Pack of Lions. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year I started to behave was when I put it on the side door of the pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so when you started uh lions uh you had some kind of idea like where the business is going growing into uh this is like rolling back 20 years ago um how did that change like okay you had an idea now you're even bigger or better or you had more services can you share your experience on your entrepreneurship journey uh yeah in, in the beginning uh, I'd love to say that I knew where I was going and what it would look like uh, and what I thought I would become. And I, I, I made a, a, a big miss probably for the first 10 years, uh, maybe probably more, probably more, let's be honest. Uh, and I didn't have any mentors. I, I wasn't following anybody. And I was a real solopreneur and I thought I knew more than I did. And you know, I, I made all those mistakes and then let's just put a times 10 factor behind all of those, to be honest. So we really, I really held our company back because I didn't, I didn't go look for it to, to see what we could look like. Uh, and, and so to speak, I didn't build a parking lot big enough so people could actually come. <laughs> then we started to be successful because I did everything. Uh, and then we did everything and I monitored everything and I had all the arrows pointing in at me. And uh, that didn't work too well for, for a while. So we hired some really good, good people and we started making less mistakes and then we started making different mistakes. And then we thought maybe we should see what we could do with this and, and, and where this can really go. So uh, we started doing some really fun planning about seven or eight years ago. Um, you know, Roger Downey, you know, we sat down with him and did a plan. Um, we did a plan with some, some other financial people and then we just, we, we just did our own, um, financial plan, uh, and a, and a growth strategy plan with our team and got our team really completely involved in where we're going to go, what we're going to look like and what is, what is this thing going to do? 
and then what is our really purpose for, for making this work? So I, I would say I made a, a lot of mistakes in the entrepreneurial path in the beginning, and I'm trying to make up for those now. <laughs> you know, we all start as like solopreneurs because we have that vision and drive. And then at such a point, you need good people around. I'm glad that like, you know, those people showed up and you had mentors to, uh, you know, make it like tenfold. Uh, I'm like, I've been to your business a couple of times and I see even the rentals that happened there, like since like back in 2009, 2010 to now, <laughs> right? Like the place, there's a culture room. Um, it's amazing. So the team needs to back up like whatever the ideas that you have to pretty much let them participate right and i think that is where the biggest difference is compared to the corporations hey you got to do this and just rub it on the team rather than doing that what is that that we wanted to gather and how you want to grow together and respecting that like the ideas back and forth and you know doing feasibility studies um I have personal known Roger Downey too. Like I did my financial planning back in 2012, something like that. Like he was yeah. still at BMO. Um, yeah. Great guy. And I still look at those ratios to date and see, okay, <laughs> I doing well what's going on. So I, I think the mentors um, really help. Um, are you part of a mastermind group right now? Like um, some of the things that you're doing to, you know, motivate yourself or move forward. What are the things you do? Uh, are you familiar with Colin Sprague? No, no, I have not. Uh, very inspirational gentleman. He's really helped me. He, he did some, some not necessarily private coaching, but semi-private coaching with me, um, and really helped me and my partner, Lisa, uh, both of us, uh, get on uh, a team sort of entrepreneurial path together. Uh, and that I think is one of the key important things that as I figured out how to marry up work and my personal relationship so that they both can be successful uh, as well as communicative uh, to each other's needs as we move through the business process. So I think that was a really key uh, thing that I made happen uh, is, is to seek out some serious help from somebody who has experience uh, in, in putting both these things together that I could really relate to. So he helped coach me into the right direction. Um, and I think another important thing that we don't do enough of is uh, vision boards. You know, actually putting a target on the wall and like look at it in the morning and look at it at night. And, and when Lisa and I did our vision boards, we redo them every single year. Um, they're beside our bed. And it makes such a massive difference when you get up and look at what you're shooting for. Uh, and am I getting closer to it or, or am I going way off in left field here? And okay, it gets you back on track. I think that was another, another fascinating thing that I've learned to do each day is, is to, to really get onto that. That's amazing. Uh, but he's a really giving, caring human. Like he's one of those amazing humans that you want in your world. You know, that's one thing I noticed with like the real leaders, they create leaders. Yeah. You know, they just don't stop. Okay, I'm a leader and I made a difference, but they help other leaders to succeed as well. So I remember coming to your house, like you gave me some meat, hot dogs, remember? Oh, those Smokies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took it home and my son asked me, like even the following years, dad, like where did you get those? I'm like, I'll go and get them, but we never get to connect, but that's all good. Um, 
I'll so, bring you some. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we entrepreneurs, like, you know, we, we burn out. Like, you know, there are times we work extra hard for no reason. But when things happen, we realize what we're, you know, doing something wrong with it and change our methods, right? I know um, there are some hobbies you have, but there was a the biggest awakening moment in your life as well. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't mind at all. It's, it's, uh, it's not only been life changing for me, but it's also been life changing for a lot of people that are close to me. So it's, it's actually, uh, because it happened to me, it made a lot of difference to a lot of good people. And a lot of people have changed what they're doing. So uh, you're referring to my cardiac arrest. Yeah, like I'm, I'm laughing in the <laughs> sense that I'm happy that you're still here and we can connect. Like, you know, how those miracles happen. Yeah. I, like, you know, when Christopher is gone, like I totally missed him, right? So I know. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, Krishna, I think I owed the banks too much money and the bankers had something to do with me still being here. They're like, we're not letting this guy go. He's going to come back here and pay his bill. <laughs> uh, but no, you know what? It was, um, I'm not exactly sure. Wow. Exactly why I got it. I have a really good idea, I think, but I, I think there's, there's still some cards that I haven't been researched enough yet, but my, I had a cardiac arrest. Uh, I was playing basketball at the university and I went down and thank goodness there was lifeguards there and they had an AED machine and they brought me back and I was out for about four minutes and they brought me back and then I went back out. So I had about an eight minute timeout from this place. And when I came out of that, uh, of course you don't know exactly you know, what happened. And it was actually like the reverse of the drinking driving commercial that you've seen on TV. You know, they keep putting those beer glasses that kind of have the beer kind of still swashing down on it and it gets blurrier and blurrier. Yeah. Well, I had the reverse of that when I was waking up. It was like they were taking the glasses away this time and I was like coming back and it was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, I'm here. And then you see everybody around you with really big eyes. So. Uh, now, so that was one of my big awakening moments to understand that I had too many arrows really pointing in. And I mean, I was running a company of 100 people, 80, 80 to 100 people at that time. Uh, I had three different companies at that time. And I was just doing too much. I was doing the HR. I was, I didn't have a personal assistant. I would just thought I was invincible. I wasn't eating. I wasn't getting enough uh, exercise. I wasn't looking after this machine right here, you know? Uh, and I, I think that was another pivotal moment that, that we should all learn earlier in life that if you don't take care of you, you're not going to take care of everything else. And you needs a lot of love, uh, a lot of exercise, both, uh, in reading and, and learning in your mind, but a lot of exercise in your, your body, you know, an hour a day of like, um, good, you know, get your cardio going. Uh, and then the food we put into it, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know, we could say it was almost like sometimes I would stop too many times. A and W's in front of my office. <laughs> right. you know? uh, I'm too busy. I'm just going to go through drive through. I mean, you know what? I, I had a million, a million excuses as to why I, I didn't do things differently. Uh, so I got a second chance to wake up and make a difference for a lot of people around me. 
uh, as well as myself. And uh, I'm thankful for each day and I'm thankful for each day I get to be an entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm thankful for each day that I get to help my team uh, and our company build something that's going to be a legacy for them when I'm not here. So and I think that's something that we really need to learn earlier and younger is, is you don't do it all. You can't do it all and, and really surround yourself with better people sooner. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing story. Um, not a lot of people get to survive through. And usually uh, I see it as a gift. They have bigger purpose. That's why they're back here. Um, and of course, like your lines pack, you can cheat that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. So let's talk about like your hobbies and stuff. I know uh, <laughs> you go hunting and whatnot. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you take your time away from work to really enjoy the moment and being there with your family and doing these things, right? Yeah, it's, it's important. You know, um, you know, one of my hobbies every single morning is uh, I get up and I walk five kilometers and I do lunges and push-ups and all the park benches and I'm just this little, you know, business guy running around getting my exercise on, listening to an audible book for an hour every morning, get education while I get exercise. That's become a real big hobby for me. And then, uh, of course, uh, in the evenings, I mountain bike probably four nights a week. Uh, with, what do you uh, do? Uh, I go all over. I, I mountain biked Harper Mountain last night. Uh, the guys took me on Harper Mountain ride. I'm like, you guys are like not very nice friends right now. <laughs> uh, it was an hour and 45 minute ride up the hill for my first ride of the year. <laughs> uh, but I mountain bike. And then uh, I also, as you mentioned too, I, I love hunting. I love, uh, I love uh, what mother nature has to offer us. Uh, I love being in the outdoors. Uh, it's not about actually getting something. It's about uh, being alone and having a recharge and listening to the birds and, and just smelling the, the fresh air and, and just being away in nature. Um, it's so phenomenal. It's, it's funny you bring up hunting because when I was, well, when I was in St. Paul's hospital with my um, cardiac arrest, uh, I made a private goal to myself that I would go sheep hunting solo uh, into the mountains backpacking and I would try to hunt a ram and, and pack the ram off the mountain myself. And what was it very exciting is it took me two years to get back into shape uh, mentally uh, and then physically, of course. Uh, you know, I think I lost about 25 pounds and I, I, I focused on really my core and my body getting that into shape. And this September that just went by, I actually went and did a solo sheep hunt. I packed that, <laughs> I, I harvested a ram and I, and I packed that ram off the mountain. And uh, I, I think I almost had another cardiac arrest doing it, but, <laughs> uh, but I made it. So I, you know what, it's uh, having those hobbies uh, and setting targets with them. I think that's important to set targets with your hobbies too, which I do now. And so that you actually go do your hobbies instead of getting caught up in too much work. You, you actually go um, put these hobbies and they actually go on your wall beside your vision board or right in your vision board and you tackle them too so that you make sure that you're getting both successes in your life. It's amazing like how you got like everything right in the sense in balance. And I think that balance <laughs> was there 10 years ago. And then you start getting the the grips of it and then you had an instant and you totally change your lifestyle you know you look great by the way like i know you know you eat healthy um so 
one thing that keeps showing to me, like with a lot of successful people, they're very disciplined, very determined, they care about people. And also they do a lot of self-care. It's like, you know, from eating to meditating or doing something that nurtures the mind and body and maintain that connection. Um, and I see the same traits that, that, you know, how your life is transitioned into. And the vision boards, you know, Jack Canfield, Law of Attraction, like huge on vision boards and whatnot. Um, not a lot of people know how to use them or do them or is it like really working? Um, I'm really glad that you're, you're doing that. And I think, um, I don't know how you feel like when you look at them, like, do you get any thoughts? Like every day, like, you know, you go to bed or you wake up in the morning and look at your vision board. How does that make you feel? Uh, it's really exciting. You know, it, it's a target. It's like, I, I, I'm shooting for that. I, I, you get off track for eight hours or, or the day, or, you know, sometimes it's a couple of days and you come back and you look at that picture. And, and one of the pictures on my vision board, uh, it's probably going to go through to the next vision board and probably the next one after that. And it's so profound to me because it makes me feel uh, just excited, uh, youthful, and it reminds me that I can do it. And it's a picture of this solo person backpacking in the mountains and there's barely any trees and he's coming over these rocky, you know, kind of a saddle and he's just backpacking and you look at where he's going and he's, you can see there's a valley and it's like, he's going down that valley and the sun's kind of coming up and it's like, you know what, I'll get there. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep doing it. And when I see that, like you say, you know, what do these things make you feel like? Uh, that, that picture makes me feel like I can conquer anything. And yeah. it's like one of those pictures that goes with it. It's like, what are you going for? So it's a strategic picture in my vision board that makes me feel good. And then I can look at some of the other things that I want, uh, I'd like to have, or I'd like around me, or I'd like feeling. And that really helps guide my, you know, energy towards that. Yeah, it's almost like like having checklists for your future that didn't happen yet. <laughs> and <you're>, uh, <laughs> just believing and uh, going that way. Um, Colin, did you ever look into why you are into that? Like you want to conquer the world and there's motivation and whatnot? What, what really motivates you? You know, I just I want to be better. Uh, I have a second chance. Uh, so it's almost like I've, whatever vision I had before uh, of, of just doing better has really been 10 times, if you will. Uh, yeah. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better mentor. I want to I be a better teacher. Uh, I want to be a better, you know, husband, boyfriend. Uh, I want to be a better, I, I don't have my own kids. So Lisa has kids. I just, I just, the continual improvements. I want to learn. I want to get in better shape. Um, you know, I weigh myself every morning to make sure, you know, I eat maybe 10 or 15%, you know, meat or animal product now. And I don't eat too much of that anymore. I used to eat a lot of it. So now it's like I watch my weight and I watch all these different things. And I just, I just want to continually improve. Uh, when I get on the mountain bike, uh, I, I ride with these guys who've been riding for seven years. And it's like mm -hmm. they continually challenge me and push me to be better. And it's like every single thing that I do, I just, I, I want to continually improve it. Uh, I want to keep reducing my stress. 
because uh, I know that was a major factor in me going down is having too much stress around me. So I continually want to improve the happiness and improve our systems and procedures so I don't get stressed out over these 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 small things that just pick away you. They're like at a gnat at a barbecue and you just want to swat that little thing. <laughs> you can never hit them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just want to be better. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the motivation is... Um, knowing where you're going and this is something you want to accomplish. Um, one thing I see uh, with the leaders is there's always like trigger point from their childhood that moves them forward. Um, yeah. Sometimes it can be really bad, you know, loss of family member, that kind of bad. Um, and that changes them how they are and they want to move forward. They want to make it, they want to win. Uh, it's almost like, you know, in your case, cheating death and uh, expanding the business. <laughs> Thank you so much, Colin, for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait to catch up with you soon.